Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome to today's episode of Leadership Stars, and I do apologize for my voice, um, but I wanted to be here because I have an absolutely spectacular guest on the show today. So, what does the fast track to executive success mean to you? Doesn't that sound like something to celebrate? And December is the month to celebrate and to really look at the beginning of the new year. You'll hear today how it's done by a dynamic, award-winning professional development trainer and CEO of the Executive Women's Success Institute, who helps women to boost their career success and to lead with confidence, charisma, and credibility. Please welcome my guest, Dr. Madeline Ann Lewis. Madeline, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I, it's a pleasure to be here, and um, I'm just, I'm just, I just feel honored to be here because you are such a leadership guru. Tell, I am just glad to be able to come and share with your audience with you. Well, thank you so very much, and the same to you. I was so excited when you said yes to the radio show and the fact that we get a chance to talk about some of the stuff that you've done and the research that you've done and what that's turned into. I think it's just so very, very, very powerful. So, Madeline, could you give our audience just a bit about your background, how you got to where you are today? Well, um, I am originally from New Orleans, Louisiana, but I'm currently in the uh, Washington, D.C. area. Uh, I'm a career strategist. I've also uh, served in the military. I was in the military for 22 years. I retired as a sergeant major. And um, I've done several things. And uh, as far as the military is concerned, the, the reason why I went into the military is because uh, uh, kind of a threat from my mom when I lost the scholarship that I had to uh, Tulane University. And her threat was, I don't know how you're going to do it, but you will finish college. So my thought was, oh, well, I guess I better come up with some money somewhere. And uh, so I joined the military. So for me, that that was my first entrance into um, really taking hold of, I guess, my own uh, not career, so to speak, but just taking hold of my own, being responsible for myself and, and doing what I needed to do to get things done. So for me, um, you know, being a business person, that that also came because of wanting to be responsible and uh, having been in the military and attaining the rank that I did and also in civilian life, uh, you know, going up the ladder, I started getting a lot of women coming to me wanting to know how I did it and how I was getting these promotions and different things like that. And I thought, well, you know, women don't sometimes don't help women a lot. Sometimes we all we want to just keep things to ourselves. And I thought, well, this is an opportunity to be able to branch out and help more women, which is why I created the Executive Women's Executive Institute. So um, that. That's pretty much it in a nutshell, I think. Well, that's a fascinating background, and and I share part of it as we talked 
just before we came on the air. I too was in the military, and I I found that it was a great way to step into leadership mm-hmm. and to actually own it. Um, did I just am curious? Did you have or what challenges did you have coming out of the military, and having had a certain brand of leadership style? that were your role models and then finding that that didn't necessarily work in the civilian world. Was that your situation as well? Absolutely. Uh, there, you know, coming out of the mil- military, there's going to be a, a transition because mm-hmm. the military, they do things. I mean, it's the, it's really uh, kind of their kind of way. And when you're in civilian life, you have to roll with the changes. You can't mm-hmm. just be uh, focused on doing it, this way, you know, if you if that rifle that you take apart in the military, you put it back the same way, or you know, if you're training uh, for a certain mission, that mission that you're training for, you, you're going to train a certain way depending on what your specialty is. But when you're in the civilian world, that that kind of changes because things change. You know, we all know even uh, from technology how things will just take you in a different direction. So you have to be able, your mindset, and um, you have to be able to adapt to changes and you have to be able to understand that um, no matter what, it's still make a decision. But when you make that decision, also live with it and own up to it. Right, and I think the military in some respects, at least what I'm seeing now, is that there is um, a sense of let's let's do all the questioning, let's do the curiosity and all of that. Mm-hmm prior to the mission. So as we're building the mission plan, that's where we get a chance to do dialogue and that kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, and But once you get on that airplane and are ready to deploy, it's it's the plan and nothing else. And nothing else, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's a good reason for that. It saves lives. Yes. And, and that's really important. And you always know who's got your back and the fact that they all know what's moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I, I think even in civilian life, there's a place for that. And we talk about the fact that the police and the fire department definitely need to have that command role um, <laughs> when you're trying to get people out of a building or out of a hazardous situation. Yes. But in corporate life, generally it's not you know life or death. So um, that, that curiosity, that flexibility is really, really important there. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Absolutely. So... Madeline, you brought up um, the Executive Women's Success Institute. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, the Executive Women's Success Institute is an organization that I created for women to to really have a place to come where they could open up, they can kind of be safe, they can uh learn the leadership thing, skills that they needed. They could also focus on um you know, themselves and understand that women need to help other women to get where they need to go. And that you, just because you get into a high ranking position, it doesn't mean that you can't reach back and pull another woman up because you feel, well, if I help too many women, they're going to think that uh, I'm biased toward women. Well, that's, that's just not the way it should work. If that 
if that woman is skilled in her position and she knows what she's doing, to me, it's your obligation to help her to get there where you are. In other words, um, it's like they say, pull one up with you. Well, then when you're training uh, someone, you should be training them to actually take your place so that when you move up, they can move into your spot. And so that's those are the types of things that I like to uh, showcase in my training when I'm, I'm, um, you know, having my workshops, having my seminars or anything like, you know, those types of things, because I want women to see that women do make it to the top and they make it to the top. They can make it to the top by helping other women do the same thing. Madeline, uh, that was very, very interesting. I, I love the fact that women pulling women up with them and the fact that you, you're really empowering them to mm-hmm. take your place. And you mentioned something about, you know, we, we don't want to seem like we're, we're biased towards women. And yet, if we look at, at the career hierarchy, how many men are in that hierarchy? Are they concerned about bringing up too many men? Well, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, I remember when I was doing my research, um, because I did research on habits of women that have gotten into these uh, executive level positions because Mm -hmm. I wanted to find out how they got there, um, you know, the obstacles they face and different things like that. So the, what I found out is that sometimes women tend to want to take on or they feel like they might have to take on male traits in order Mm -hmm. to operate effectively in these higher positions. My theory is that they don't have to do that. You can be a female. You can be sensitive because that's what you bring to the table, your sensitivity, your uniqueness, your sense of um, uh, fairness. So these are the things that women have to realize. It's not a weakness. It's not. It's okay to understand when another female needs to uh, take time off because there's uh, one of her children or, you know, are sick at home. Whereas mm-hmm. if you, you know, if a man has that same problem, no one thinks anything about it. It's like, oh yeah, take as much time as you need. But it's, so it's not a weakness if you have to balance those, those things, you know, the, the life, your, your home life and your, your, the workplace situation. But there are certain traits as an executive that you do need to have. And so that's also what women need to learn. Yes, you're in that executive position. And yes, you do need, you, you know, you can be sensitive, you can be assertive, and you can uh, and should sit at the head of the table, but you also need to make sure that you know your area of expertise, that mm-hmm. when whatever comes out of your mouth, you you know that what you're saying is correct because you're going to be challenged. And that's mm-hmm. just, you know, uh, life. Someone in, at that table or in that room is going to challenge you. So you have to make sure that you know what you know, what you know. And that's that's always what I tell them, too. Madeline, isn't there um, a challenge with that? Because one of the things that I guess I was taught as a young girl was that in order to take a position, I needed to know 100% of that position and I needed to be perfect before I could take it. And that really holds us back in some respects, whereas a a guy will say, hey, I know 20% of it. I can learn the rest of it. Mm -hmm. We, We do sit back and say, okay, I don't know it all, so I can't 
take that job. And I think that, in some respects, has been a detriment to our progression as leaders. Yes? It has. It has. But it also, to me, that that runs that, uh, I guess it goes into that area of thinking uh, the danger of women thinking small. Mm-hmm. And I think when that happens, that's when you put yourself in the back of the room, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. Because... Like you said, just like a man will look at a position and they may say, uh, you need to have a uh, a four-year college degree. They may look at that same position and go, hmm, I don't have a college degree, but I have this, 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 and this. So I'm going to apply for it anyway. But right. a female will look at it and say, well, I don't have the college degree. So she automatically shuts herself out from applying for that position. Whereas if you have this those things that the male feel they are qualified to do that position, or if you feel that you have that experience, go for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, try it out and and see where you are on that scale. Because as an executive, you know, you have to remember your thoughts do matter. And when you think like a leader, then you don't wait to uh, for permission to do the right thing or to make a decision and to follow through with it. And so that's why I say you can't think small as a, when you're going into a leadership position, those executive positions, you cannot think small because you have to be able to, like they say, think outside the box. And and I know Mm -hmm. it's a cliche, but you definitely have to be able to think outside the box. And you can't do that if you're thinking small, because if that box is too small, then you're not going to get anywhere. And so it's important to make sure that you can think on a big scale, think strategically. And that way those, uh, because that will bring new challenges and and you're going to face challenges. And so in order to face them, you have to say, okay, so what am I seeing here? What's, what's, uh, not looking just what's in front of you, but seeing beyond, you know, kind of seeing beyond what's in front of you. And that's what it takes to, uh, I believe, to to get into those leadership and executive type positions and for women to have that type of ma- mindset to go for it. And Madeline, I think, too, that that whole see beyond that, that having a vision for where your unit's going, and that is the big picture. Mm-hmm. Where are we going? What are we going to do? Um, that management managers have that think small uh, sort of mentality of I'm just going to stay in my lane I'm not going to vary from it we're just going to do it this way and maintain the status quo and to be a true leader you can't do that you have to be bigger than that right absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. yes you do Madeline tell uh, let's start the discussion on your research you spoke with what 20 women who were in executive mm-hmm. positions in the military and um, in government in in Washington DC tell us yes. a little bit about that uh, well I wanted to do the research because as I said I had uh, because I had the ladies coming to me and wanted to find out how I got to where I was I also wanted to find out how other women were faring in leadership positions and so it's like if you're gonna provide training or, you know, kind of give guidance or coaching or mentoring, then to me, you have to have uh, more than one perspective other than your own. And Mm -hmm. so I interviewed 20 females that were in 
uh, executive leadership positions. And again, just to find out how they got there, some of the obstacles they faced. And it, it's interesting because when I when I spoke about um, some of them feeling, feeling like they had to take on male traits, well, some of them did. I mean, they actually... Uh, said that that was the case in, 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 in some of their mindsets because, for one, they were more closely scrutinized than their male counterparts, you know, everything they did. And as I said about being challenged, um, they would always be challenged on something or, or, or some project or what have you. Mm-hmm. And another thing that uh, came up during the interview, uh, some of the ladies said that when they were being promoted into the executive positions, they were not a lot of times looked at for a technical uh, leadership position. They were looked at for the ad on the admin side. Oh yeah, she would be great to run our HR department or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so that those were the things that I was looking at to find out. Well, you know, how did you get around this? And and some of them. Their mindset was that, no, I'm not going to accept this because I am qualified for that technical one. So let me try it. And sometimes you just have to step up and say, hey, um, maybe you don't feel I'm qualified for it, but I think I am. So let me try it for a certain period of time. Let's see how it works out for both of us. It could be a win-win for both of us. But if you feel that I am not qualified for it after that certain period of time, then we can you know, discuss another position. But sometimes mm-hmm. you have to just step up and and make yourself known and let them know, hey, I, I can do this. And I think that's often a challenge for women too. Um, I find working with um, women who are in the job search right now, that, they're, that that is a challenge, that part of the reason they, they either lost their job or were fired from their job was because they weren't willing to step into that and to say, mm-hmm. I am qualified. I had one, and I've told this story before, um, who used to turn projects over to her manager, mm-hmm. and they were great projects. And, and, you know, he said, let me take a look at it. And the next thing she knew, her male counterpart had the project. And I said, did you ever say to your boss, I want the project lead on this. I know I can do it. And if you don't think I'm qualified, then make me the, you know, the second yes. so that I can learn what I don't know. She goes, oh, I'd never do that. And I go, you have to do that. You have to step into that. Take the initiative. Absolutely. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So audience, I want you to think about that as you begin to step into roles of leadership or have stepped into them. Are you willing to speak up and speak out about your qualifications, what you can do and what you want to do and be willing to push the envelope a bit? And we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you 
truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at dare to dream with linda.com that's linda at dare the number two dream with linda.com it's your world motivate change succeed VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. you are listening to leadership stars with linda patton to reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I have Dr. Madeline Ann Lewis, who is the President and CEO of the Executive Women's Success Institute with us today. And I wanted to give you just some of her Awards. I mean, I, I was just, again, very, very impressed. She was selected from by Enterprising Magazine as the 2017 Enterprising Woman of the Year. The Paul Anthony Foundation for the 2015 Successful Journey of Black Entrepreneurship Award. She was chosen from hundreds of nominees around the world to receive honorable mention as a finalist for the 2015 Enterprising Woman of the Year Award. In 2013, by the Prince George Chamber of Commerce for Businesswoman of the Year, and 2012, by the Minority Enterprise Executive Council for the 50 Women of Power in Business Award. Wow, that's a lot of accolades. Hmm. Is that and Madeline, me? I, was that me? That was all <laughs> you. Wow, when you hear it read, it, 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 also, it also seems like, wow, did I do that? I know, I know. You sit there and you kind of go, wow, me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but but it definitely shows that you have stepped into your leadership and are a role model for women um, entrepreneurs to really succeed in that uh, genre. So, my dear, um, we've been talking about um, you know women stepping into leadership, sometimes having to take on some of the masculine characters. I firmly believe that we need to marry the masculine and feminine qualities. You know, we have all this wonderful empathy and compassion, uh, curiosity, 
collaboration, all of that. But we need the organization, the strategy, and the um, structure that the masculine side brings in as well. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able to marry those to be a really fantastic leader, being masculine or feminine. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yes, I do think so. Um, it's sort of like, I guess, why when uh, the book Lean In came out, mm-hmm. I was so taken with that book because yeah. it really told women you do have a seat at the table and you don't, are you not supposed to sit in the back? Because, you know, don't be afraid of your knowledge. Don't be afraid to let people. In other words, I tell women to toot their own horn. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid to toot your own horn. Because if you don't, who will? And not only that, but why sit in the back and let somebody else take credit for your ideas when they were your ideas? Well, and again, you have that whole cultural and heritage um, background that said, you know, you're you're a good little girl. You um, are quiet. Um, you hide behind the curtain. Um, you you definitely do not toot your own horn. Oh my God, no! Um, and all of those things you were taught when you were young, mm-hmm. and you, we've carried that forward. So the idea of stepping out and being vocal and being seen is something that's not normal for us. It's it's definitely becoming a learned. Um, skill for many of us. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Madeline, tell us about the habits of successful women and how did they come about? Well, I created the eight habits of highly successful women. Uh, this was a course I created from my own experience uh, in the workplace, in the military, and also because of the independent research that I did when I interviewed the uh, women, the 20 women, the idea behind creating this course was to help women to become the person that they were meant to be. In other words, to show them that uh, successful women, they think differently and they have a diff- they have um, different traits. Uh, I wanted them to be able to attain the success that they dreamed about, but you can't do that if you don't know what you're supposed to do, how you're supposed to do it, and if you don't know how to step into that success. So Mm -hmm. I put the training together because I believe it really deals with uh, life issues as far as uh, women, like I said, the obstacles they face when they're in these types of positions, uh, how they handle these types of things, your behavior, your mindset. Um, I wanted it to, to be able to relate to women in all those areas. And so I, I think that uh, um, the training helps them in some cases to adjust their behavior, adjust their attitude. And of course, sometimes in some cases, their image, because sometimes Mm. uh, they forget that your image and, you know, when we talk about brand, people think of, you know, different uh, products, but 
when you're in an executive leadership position, you also, you know, you're a brand too. And so you have to make sure that you understand that. And that's, that's a part of the development. That's a part of your mindset, your attitude and your image. So those are the the things that um, the reasons why I created this, uh, the eight habits of highly successful women, because that's what I wanted it to do to help women to propel them into the success that they need, but also to make sure they had the tools they needed to get there. And I think well, that's very interesting. Um, I, I hearken back to um, the early eighties, late seventies when um Diane Feinstein, who is now a very successful California mm-hmm. senator, very mm-hmm. senior, mm-hmm. Um, when she stepped into the mayor's role mm-hmm. um, after, uh, you know, the death of, of our mayor and, and uh, Harvey Milk, and what she felt she had to do to be credible with the men who were on the board of supervisors. And we all emulated her. You know, she was still wearing, you know, a skirted suit. She mm-hmm. hadn't gone to a pantsuit yet, but she wore a bow tie, mm-hmm. whether it was a fluffy bow tie that was a right. part of the the, the uh, shirt itself mm-hmm. or a tack on bow tie. And we all emulated that and mm-hmm. it was sold everywhere right? because that's that's what you needed to do in order to be seen at the table. Absolutely. Or dark suit or dark, mm-hmm. you know, the striped uh, pinstripe pants suits or what have you. Uh, those were other uh, things that women adapted back uh, during that time frame also. And mm-hmm. because, again, they thought this was a part of that mindset. I have to take on that male trait, you know, the, to, to, to get them to even take me serious. And that's not the case today. Is that right? No, uh, it's not. And it should not be. So if women are still doing that or think they need to, let's despair, you know, despair that myth right now. You do not need to do that. You can be a female stepping into a leadership role, but understanding you know, how to handle that role, how to be effective in it. And also, again, you know, knowing that your attitude has to be adjusted, that your Mm -hmm. behavior has to be adjusted and your image, because all of these things are going to be looked at and they will be scrutinized. Yes, I I think it's very interesting. The the last season of Elementary, which is about a current day Sherlock Holmes and his Dr. Watson Mm -hmm. and Lucy Liu this year was in the most tailored men's suits yes. I have ever seen. And yes. and with regular ties as well. Absolutely. And yet, you know, she didn't lose an ounce of her feminine sexuality. Um, she, she did not look like a, a woman in a man's suit. She looked like a woman owning mm-hmm. what she wore. And I thought that was extremely powerful. It was. And, you know, I when I first saw it, I thought, hmm, mm-hmm. that was very interesting that they, they cast the character like that. But then as you saw, you know, as the, the series progressed, it was like, and that was uh, elementary for the, I guess, those yes. that may not know what we're talking about. Right. As it progressed, it uh, it showed her. It showed her experience because we never doubted that, that she mm-hmm. had that experience. But it also showed that when she walked into a room a lot of times that she was not discounted. 
Oh, yes. Absolutely not. And and even like you said, even though she did wear the suits and sometimes the tie, uh, the neckties, um, she still had that that femininity about her that um, I think then that's that that's where that brand comes in, because even if you saw her in the in the pantsuit with the tie or in a dress, you still did not think, okay, this is a different person. That was Mm -hmm. always the same person because she always carried herself the same way. There was no difference. Yes. And I I think that's what made it again. So powerful was Mm -hmm. the fact that you valued what she had to say, what her experience was and all of that. And I I think that was a powerful role model for us as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So Madeline, you help women position themselves for executive positions. What does that mean? Well, again, it's just helping them to understand when you step into that role or if it's something that you uh, aspire to be, then you have to realize that you're going to have to sometimes make life altering changes Mm -hmm. because you're going to have to change your mindset. It's, it's no longer, uh, you're the person that's taking orders because once you step into those roles, you're the person that's giving the orders. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand what that means, but you also have to, um, again, be able to own those decisions that you make. You have to be able, and and a lot of times have uh, kind of a thick skin because you're going to be challenged. Mm -hmm. Um, People are going to be difficult. You're going to have to deal with difficult people. So you have to understand that. You have to understand that every time you open your mouth, people are going to wonder, um, uh, you know, if you're if you know what you're talking about. And you have to realize that wherever you go, you have to be comfortable being in and sometimes in the spotlight or representing your company or your organization. So those are the things that once they, you know, do that, uh, you have to know that that's where you want to be. Because if that's not where you want to be, if you're not comfortable speaking in front of people, if, you know, speaking is not your forte, because a lot of people say, well, I get nervous if I get in front of a crowd. Well, we all do. <laughs> but it's yeah, we I mean, we, we all do. And, yep. But it's a, it's once you start as you start moving up, you know, that comes with the territory. So that's mm-hmm. something that you have to if it's if it's uh, if you have to go to Toastmasters, then go to Toastmasters to get that comfortability to be able to to get up in front of an audience and speak to them or whatever it takes. And that's what I tell them, too. If you need additional skills to get where you need to be, then get those additional skills. But don't discount yourself or think that you can't just because you don't have that skill at the moment. Oh, Madeline, I I so resonate with that. Um, I think I've I've told people I started speaking when I was seven Mm -hmm. and was told by my grandmother that I should never stand up in front of groups of people and talk. Mm -hmm. I wasn't very good at it. Wow. And that I carried that mindset through most of my life and I would get selected for things like the army speaking team and going out and recruiting new recruits um, from the high schools Mm -hmm. and doing twice as many as the guys who were on on the same team. I was a a training officer for a basic training unit so I had to stand up in front of you know 30 to 60 women 
and you know do a do a class and i did mine a little bit differently than than they wanted i hated the structure of the classes so i made them interactive drove the cadre nuts um, and then I became, you know, the head of training departments for two successive banks. And now I speak as part of my living. And it's like, if I hadn't been able to overcome that, and I would never be on the radio. I would never have done television because I would have hid saying, no, 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 no. I, I can't speak in front of more than five people at a time. And then it's got to be a really intimate situation. I mean, I've I've spoken in front of 600 plus people so I, I agree you need you need to overcome that mindset and to get the skills that you need in order to be able to be successful and to get out of your own way oh my goodness yes <laughs> that is <laughs> that is so true because a lot of us that's that's what hinders us we, we mm-hmm. we're in our own way and we just don't know how to get out of our own way and, and I and I listened to what you were just saying, and it's interesting because I, I think that during my entire career and um, and in business, I've, I've probably broken a lot of barriers of, of the norm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because of being in, especially in the military, being in a lot of uh, traditionally male uh uh, fields such mm-hmm. as you know be, when I was in the military and also uh, in the federal government itself as civilian because it's you know you find yourself in these in these positions and then you think oh my goodness I'm here <laughs> so now I have to do something I have to make sure that you know so I, I guess like you I was always um Especially if you said I, I couldn't. If you mm. said to me I couldn't do something, then that's probably the very thing that I wanted to do. And I think for uh, every successful person, they have a story, mm-hmm. and the story is always about uh, a struggle that was involved in getting them to where they wanted to be. Because we, you and I both know, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. But it is attainable, and that's that's the thing. It's attainable, but it's attainable if you have the right stuff. And I, I tell people, I, you know, the ladies that I deal with all the time, I tell them, and the good news is it's not born, but you can learn it. And I think that's the great lesson to leave with our audience for this short break is Remember that leadership is not something you're necessarily born with. You can definitely nurture it and make it happen. So how are you improving your leadership? How are you stepping into those roles and being willing to take the risk? And we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda 
at dare to dream with lynda.com that's lynda at dare the number two dream with lynda.com have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite host it's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com that's blog.voiceamerica.com the voice america press blog all access all the time have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur let leadership expert linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team build your influence and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I have my very special guest, Dr. Madeline Ann Lewis with me. I wanted to just give you some idea of the types of books that Dr. Lewis has written. She has one uh, called Finding the Best Inside, How to Persevere and Become the Person You Were Meant to Be, Playing from the Blue Tea, Women in the Federal Government. So this is helping women to aspire to senior executive level positions, Overcoming the Superwoman Syndrome. Uh, which was written by 25 consultants, coaches, and international professionals. It's a wonderful anthology. You're on stage, image, etiquette, branding, and style. What else could you say? And A Woman's Journey to Wellness, Mind, Body, and Spirit. And just a wide variety of phenomenal areas that you've written about, Madeline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. So and welcome back. You can see they were all for women because I'm just I just love working with women to get them from point A to point B to you know just to help them to excel. To, to it's just a joy to see it. It really is. And I find that also is where I am. I love working with women. I love to see their eyes light up. Mm-hmm. I love to see the excitement in their face when they realize that they can do more. Um, and that they can be the person that they've always wanted to be. And I always say, you know, be be the leader that your dog thinks you are. Right? <laughs> yes. Yes. 
or your cat yeah. or whatever other animal you Absolutely. might have. Absolutely. Because they they look at you as like, you know, you are my leader. Take mm-hmm. me wherever you need to. Although there are moments when my dog's a sled dog and wants to lead, but you know, we have we have ways of dealing with that. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you was about how you think women can stay focused, even with setbacks, especially with the amount of roles and the amount of hats that we wear on any given day. How do we stay focused on that journey to leadership, whether it's you know starting as a leader or whether it's an ex- a senior executive position, being in a C-class um, position, whatever it is, how do we stay focused in such a way that we can move forward? Well, I would say, uh, it, you know, it's really a common assumption that if you if you really try your hardest to get something and you don't get it, you'll be shattered. So it's safer not to risk going out at all. To me, that's that's just totally false. To Mm -hmm. me, the opposite is true. If you try and you fail, you won't feel as bad as you think you'll feel. You gain um, experience. Uh, You'll be educated as to not do the same thing again. Try, you know, maybe try something different. You might even get contacts from it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Self-confidence. So to me, to stay focused, you have to really just kind of sometimes you have to plan you know what Mm -hmm. you want to do in advance and when you talk about uh i know they always ask women about the balancing the work and the life and um you know home and all these different things Mm -hmm. and you know it can be done and it has been done we've seen lots of women that are running huge corporations and they still have a family and they're making it work. So it is all about focus, but I also think it's about the mindset. And also, you know, if it's, if don't worry about things that you can't fix, Mm -hmm. if you can't fix it, then don't worry about it. If you can fix it, then go ahead and fix it. But don't let yourself be bombarded by all are pulled in different directions. Uh, one of the books that you mentioned, I wrote, uh, Overcoming the Superwoman Syndrome. Yeah. It's like you have to get off that treadmill. You have to be able to say no. And sometimes women have a hard time saying that. And so they get pulled in all these different directions. Uh, you may have a lot of balls juggling in the air, but you have to figure out which one of those balls that you want to catch when they drop. Mm-hmm. And so that's, to me, is where the focus comes in. You have to have that mindset is that I am not going to be pulled in 10 different directions. Mm-hmm. I am not going to handle your stuff at the last minute because you waited until the last minute and now you want me to do it. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, and I'm, I'm in that I'm talking about in the personal. Um, but if you can remember that no is actually a complete sentence, then... (laughs) I love that. Yeah, it's no. And so if you can remember that and take that with you when you go and when you're you're dealing with things, and like I said, don't, don't worry about things you can't fix. 
just fix the things you can. Remember to say no and let no be no. Not no be maybe, but let no be no. Yes. Although in sales, they always say no is not a not a single word. It's a not now. And that's why salespeople really get me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they really, I really want to shake them sometimes. Did I not say no? <laughs> but you don't mean it. I know. <laughs> I think that's the thing that's so interesting about it. Um, so... Uh, we've heard why you're passionate about helping women and that whole idea of, of bringing them up with you. I think that's that's something that we as women need to hear because I know oftentimes we can be the most brutal criticizers of women and what they do and how they do it and that kind of thing. Uh, more so even than I think the men are. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why, why do we in, in essence eat our young? That's a good question. And I never, and to me, again, I never understood why uh, a lot of times women won't help each other up the ladder. But Mm -hmm. there are a lot of them that will not do it. It, I don't know if it's because they feel um, if I help you, then you may want to take my job, but that's the way it's supposed to be if I'm training you. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I just don't think I can trust you enough to have you on the same level as I am. I mean, I I really don't, it it sort of kind of comes down, I guess, to that crabs in a barrel syndrome where, you know, instead of helping you up, I'm kind of pulling you down. (laughs) Right. But it's, it's really, to me, women have to get away from that and have to band together more. And I I think um, maybe in the last several years or so uh we've we've kind of started seeing some of that you know women wanting to band together and help each other but there's still to me there's still work that needs to be done because mm-hmm. and and that's evident by a lot of the leadership positions that we see the higher levels what we mm-hmm. see in those positions it's mostly males and and you may see a sprinkling of females so if you're there why aren't there more women there too and so i think that's um that i i just really don't know it's a mystery to me why women don't feel they can really help each other uh more than they do Do you think in some respects it might have something to do with that whole sense of being indispensable, that we want to be indispensable to our bosses or whatever, and that if we help other women, then they might become as competent as I am, and therefore I would not be indispensable and I could lose my job or my position? Well, that could be it. But think about this. You can be indispensable and still have a whole female team. Mm-hmm. Because that whole entire team could be indispensable. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I understand that could be the thought. But when you think about that male that you have on your team or those <laughs> three males that you have on your team, they're really trying to get where you are, too. Mm-hmm. And so how do you think they're going to get there? And and this is what I also tell women, you know, men don't have to like each other, but they will help each other. 
Absolutely, yes. And not so much with women. Women, if I don't like you, I'm not going to help you. See, that's the wrong type of, of mindset to have. I don't have to like you to work with you. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like you to train you to do, you know, to do the job. But it's women, we we just don't think like that. And I think that's that's the mindset a lot of times we need to adapt that I really don't, I don't have to like you to work with you. I don't have to like you to make sure that you get what you're supposed to get or get where you're supposed to get. Because I, you know, I got there, I got there with somebody's help also more than likely. Mm -hmm. And so I want to help you. You know, we don't have to be the best of friends, but I still want to help you. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's the mindset that's needed. Yeah. I think that's what they've always said is you don't, you don't have to like the people you work with, but you have to work with them yes. um, and find a way to make that happen. Yeah. Um, Madeline, you have a free gift for our audience. Would you share a little bit about that with them? Yes, it is my uh, video series. It's a three-part uh, video series, and it's called Three Things Every Woman Should Do to Position Herself for Executive Leadership Before You Have the Title. Yay. And, yes. And uh, basically, it just goes through a lot of things of uh, the practices and habits that can help you to, um, you know, climb that corporate ladder faster. Uh, some things that you might uh, not have known that could help you to set yourself apart and establish your credibility in the workplace or uh, in business, but mostly in leadership mm-hmm. and to be um, to take to be able to take proactive steps that can help you to skyrocket into those executive uh, leadership positions. So that's what the series is all about. That is a phenomenal free gift. And I thank you so very much for offering that to my audience. Uh, I know it's, it's something I wish I'd had when I stepped into executive leadership. I have one quick question. (laughs) I have, I have two quick questions before we close. One Mm -hmm. is, just your quick opinion on the midterm elections. We did an awesome job of getting more women into political positions. We still have further to go. Yes. Yes, we do. But I was really pleased with uh, what I did see. Um, The, the, especially women going out and voting for other women and and making, helping them to, again, pushing them up that into that forefront, so to Mm -hmm. speak. Um, you know, to represent, and it's not so much about um, the the women representing women, but it's women, you know, being in a position to make a difference because of their different mindset and the different mm-hmm. ideas and the different things that they will bring to the table. And it's not going to always be, uh, let's pick up a hammer and just bang it out, you know? Right. Uh, yes. So I think that what we're seeing, I, I think that was a good thing. So I was very pleased. Thank you. So was I. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have one tip from you, which is no is a complete sentence. Do you have one more tip to share with our audience before we close? My last tip would be for women, again, uh, and I think I spoke about that earlier today, when I talked about not thinking small. Make sure that if you feel you can do it, then do it. Don't let anyone take that away from you. Don't let anyone uh, tell you you can't. Uh, 
because there's always something that you have that's going to be unique. There's always something that you have that's going to be great, but you'll never know that if you don't step outside of your comfort zone. Fantastic. Thank you so very much. And Madeline, I'd really love to thank you for being on the show. It's been an honor and a pleasure to have you here. Oh, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed myself immensely. Thank you so much. Okay. So audience, as we close, if you'd like more information about the programs that we offer at Dare to Lead with Linda, please do connect with me at Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. And until next week, remember, be courageous, Dare to Lead. See you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week. 